El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places. I'm sorry I'm laughing. There are dogs going crazy in the background behind me. You probably can't hear it, though. Joining me today, he is one of my favorite people in the whole wide world, and also my co-host on several podcasts about bands you love, like Corn and Limp Biscuit. He's also a fantastic comedian who you could have seen on last month's Unpops live show. Ladies and gentlemen, Andy Sell, also joining me. He hasn't been on the show in a while, but he's been on this show so many damn times. He used to be my co-worker at Cracked. He does a bunch of the artwork you see for the podcast on this network, and he does artwork for other stuff too, you know? He's an art guy. Ladies and gentlemen, Randall Maynard. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. God damn it. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me today is co-host, fuck you. I don't have a co-host, but I do have a couple of lovely and talented guests, including a guest who hasn't been here for a million billion years, Randall Maynard. How's it going? Uh, oh, my God. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I was I'm glad you could match my intensity there. I, that was great. How are you doing? Was that? Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. I just uh, I almost uh, died of COVID. So I'm a little low energy. Oh, you and Andy, you and Andy sell both. Andy Hell sell yeah. is here too. Twinning, twinning, COVID <laughs> twins. You're both recovering from the Rona. How's how's that? How, did either of you know how you got it? Uh, well, I'm gonna, wait, gonna go let first? Randall. No, you go first. Oh, okay. I would say, um, by being enclosed in an apartment building with people who don't give a shit, oh. uh, and don't wear masks, and uh, COVID actually shut down the office in the building and seemed to have spread to everyone. So, Jesus. Uh, mm. I, like, so, no matter what I did, I think I just ended up with it. I was doing all the stuff, man. I had, I had the, I got the masks. I got the, I got a hazmat suit. So you got it you like know. the the classic found footage film wreck. Or quarantine, if yeah. you prefer the American version. Yeah, one of those. Okay, 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 okay. Good. <laughs> I've never Andy. seen. I've never. I'm, I'm taking your word for it. Well, they're very different. Like that, one of them. In one of them, the zombie thing is started by like experiments, and in the other one, it's like a demonic possession thing that spreads. No, they're in wreck. It's a demonic possession. Is in it? quarantine, yeah, in quarantine, oh. it's like a medical virus. Oh well, then I liked deal. then I liked quarantine better unpopular mm. opinion hey that and is unpopular this is more like i'm gonna say this is more like og romero dawn of the dead kind of situation where it's just so overwhelming there's nothing you can do yeah you just gotta get in a helicopter <laughs> you gotta fuck off in a helicopter and get out of there because there's nothing else like just get out of get out of pittsburgh andy do you know how you got the yeah. rona i think i already asked you said no right i don't i i mean i have a theory i i have a theory that i think there was the only time I've been around a stranger without a mask was this is the thing. It was only for like two seconds. Like a, some random boomer fuck got into my apartment building because people <laughs> leave the door unlocked all the time and was knocking on my door because he was trying to 
he had some job, I guess, he had to do, like, on, he had to install some blinds at the townhouses across the street from us and didn't know where he was and was trying to find He knocked on the door. I opened the door. He's not wearing a mask. He immediately starts talking. I grab my mask and keep my distance. All, like, it should have not been possible to get it then. Uh, like, it was yeah. so quick. I put my mask on so immediately. Like, he had to have been, like, standing out in the hall, like, just outside my door, like, breathing and coughing or something and building it up so that when I open the door, maybe, I don't know, that's all I can think of, because literally, no, like, the the very few people I've been around all tested negative. Like, I isolated from my partner for 10 days, like I was supposed to, you know, and yeah. she has tested negative four times now. So, I mean, I don't know where else I would have got it, unless it was just some freak random thing. I mean, even the 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 fucking uh, contact tracer person I talked to was like, yeah, you shouldn't have been, gotten it yeah. from that. But I got it at a phone party. There's a there's a thing on Instagram. Uh, It's like phone party, Hollywood Hills. I hadn't ever been to one, and I was like, I haven't been out in once. So I, we all got like hundreds of people all got it. Yeah, it was nuts. That that rock solid logic of like, but I know these people. They wouldn't have it. Why would they give it to me? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was like that. Yeah, no, I actually who would do that? I actually have not gotten the rona but (laughs) covid is why i wanted to do the episode we're doing this week which is about liberal california and how it's a (laughs) goddamn lie this is a thing i talk about on stage it's kind of california's covid response that made me want to do this episode but there's so much more to talk about besides just that but yeah california really does have this reputation as being like this bastion of liberalism (laughs) And, and it, it never earned it. It never earned it. And it's, I would argue, has been mostly the opposite of that most of the time. Yep. Like the COVID response, for one thing, like we want to think that's all fucking Orange County fuck faces and like these Trump supporters in Burbank at Ten Horn Flats, which by the way breaks my heart because Ten Horn Flats, let me tell you the rest of America, possibly the best burgers in Los Angeles. So Tin Horn Flats, sorry. I- he's, the mo- he's fucking, <laughs> he's an anti-masker and he's whole, like he's still doing outdoor dining and he's like, you can come fucking drag me away. But like, I think we want to believe that all these people resisting masks and restrictions in California are that, like right wing Trump types. And I don't think that's true. I think, no, cause- I think there's a lot of people secretly ignoring this shit when no one's looking. Well, there's just a lot of assholes. Like, that's the thing is it's like, and they, assholes know no, you know, I mean, like I, liberals aren't leftists, but like they know no affiliation. They're just assholes are just assholes and LA is full of them. And like, I feel like, yeah, p- people always talk about, you know, the Inland Empire and like, you know, Orange County and uh, as being the like backwards areas around LA, but it's like, no, there's just pr- in LA proper, plenty of pieces of shit. Plenty of dickheads that don't give a shit about anybody else that aren't going to be, you know, and a lot of people who say they are that aren't, I'm sure. Like a lot of people that like, you know, just scold everybody on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram and then still are like, you know, flying home for Christmas and shit. Yeah. One of the hypocrites. One of the examples I saw, it was I won't name him, but he's a fucking doctor and he got COVID and he posted this thing about how, oh, this is such an insidious disease. All I did was have a a maskless meeting with one of my coworkers. And it's like, I'm not a doctor. And I know those aren't 
none of those conditions mean you should take your mask off. You are a doctor. So I don't believe that you were just like, oh, this must be safe. You fucking knew that wasn't safe. Like you knew getting in that enclosed space with your coworker and taking your mask off could potentially be a problem. And I feel like a lot of how it's spreading in LA is a lot of that where people are like, well, it's not going to be me. This is happening to like the fucking poor people and brown and black people. Like it's it's not going to be me. It's it's well, it's that. And it's the, the general attitude of like, you know, that town is run by the entertainment industry and it, it kind of then informs all of the other industries in town. Like everyone has the entertainment industry mindset, whether or not you actually work in the entertainment industry. You're working for an industry that is supporting it or, or a satellite industry. But like in the entertainment industry, you know, there are no rules. There are no regular, there's supposed to be laws and shit, but nobody gives a fuck. Like you're working 18 hour days sometimes, you know, everyone's violating union rules about meal penalties and and like hours and shit and it's always just fudged like it's always just like well leave it to accounting they'll fix it and there's no accountability ever for any of it fucking anyway so it's just that attitude and they opened up production like before i i remember like a week before i moved in july at the end of july i'm like driving to the store and i drive by a fucking set a location shoot and it's just like what are you doing it's not safe to open this back up. I don't give a fuck how many social distancing, you know, orders you try to put into it or like how many, you know, masks. People are taking their masks off and touching crafty. It's not fucking safe. Yeah. But that's that's that again, it's like the mentality of that industry is the entire mentality of Los Angeles. Yeah. So I, it's always these people yeah, I think thinking that, that oh, I, it's not going to happen to me. It's somebody I don't have to obey the rules. As long as I yell yeah, about it's the like, rules, as long I as I that, share a video of Tom Cruise screaming at somebody that doesn't fucking get paid enough, then I'm part of the good guys. Yeah, I think that lawlessness and that exceptionalism is what might give L.A. the reputation of being liberal because you can get away with shit, but that's not the same. Those are I don't think those are the same thing. Um, but to to go back to what you're talking about, Adam, like the idea that that it's like, oh, okay, well, like what you're saying, Andy, like the people being able to just, you know, disobey every sort of union rule, uh, protection, whatever, even pre-COVID. And the idea that if you work in the industry that things don't apply to you or anywhere adjacent to the industry or even have ambitions to be in the industry, yeah. it's like you, 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 people adopt, they adopt that attitude very quickly, which is like, oh yeah, but I'm, but, but I'm, the exception I, yeah ex- exactly different it's, it's I, always know. they're exceptional they're the exception like that's yeah. that attitude of do you know who i am that's like that's the that's the model attitude that everybody sees so it doesn't matter like yeah. if you really even earned that like everyone has that attitude because that's what they see those are the people that are getting shit done in yeah, LA. That's, you know what i mean like, those are the, the hustlers the people that are running shit or whatever like yeah, I remember. Yeah, like when uh, like, at at Food for Less, when I go there, I'm like, "Hey, listen, I need to cut in line. Don't you know who I am? Uh, I I'm fr- I, a frequent guest on the Unpopular Opinion podcast. Uh, I think you should let me go first. Does it right? work? Everyone, everybody here, never works. Oh. But I you just know if you uh, use code you know, unpops at checkout at Food for Less, you get fifteen percent off your order. Well, it depends. My my order. You have to type it in. It's a grocery store. When they store, ask Adam. for your your member card, you have to type in Unpops. Yeah, and it's yeah. not. It's it's Life weird because 
It's like the opposite of a lot of. Uh, th- it's only good for alcohol. Right. That's li- yeah. that's literally all it works right. on. Or razor blades. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the other thing that I remember being a thing during all of this, like around September, October, motherfuckers just started doing live comedy shows again. Yep. And even now, I like I'll link to some examples of what we're talking about, like relative to California on unpops.com. But like there's a tweet that I linked to where a guy went out on Eventbrite and found not only mansion parties, which we'll talk about in a second, but like all these live comedy shows happening on New Year's Eve. And that's a thing that's been happening. Like I remember I would see comics post these flyers and it would say uh, location disclosed after you purchase ticket. And it's like you shady, like you're that desperate to get up and tell terrible jokes in front of your other terrible comics that you're willing to risk your fucking life over it. Like it's that. And people would be like, Oh, I miss comedy. It's like, we all miss a lot of things. Like they were interviewing people in at LAX who were traveling over Christmas. And they were like, well, I haven't seen my family in a year. Motherfucker. No one has. Yeah. Nobody. Also like, I think every person on this earth should go like a year without seeing their family at some point in your life. Like go a year, maybe two. Yeah. yeah. It's it's good for you. It'll be good for yeah. you. That's just healthy. Yeah. Get away from them. Figure out how they fucked you up on your own, you know? Kill your family. Take, take some t- like what I'm trying to say is murder your parents. Literally right. murder them. I think we're safe to say that on a comedy podcast, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I oh, this is com- I mean this though. Oh. <laughs> sure. I fig- sorry. Um <laughs> Yeah, I it's I just don't get that, that there were these like secret underground indoor mics that i heard about that you just sign up for online like a like it's a fight club or some shit yeah i know at least one comedian who was doing live shows and caught the rona and like they posted a picture after one of the shows and the caption said so happy to be back to doing safe socially distanced comedy shows and it's a picture of them all hugged up with another one of the comedians who i'm assuming they haven't seen in months and it's like what makes you think you can hug people again? Like, just because you're at a comedy show and they fucking Clorox the microphone, you think you're safe to start hugging people? And sure enough, they got coronavirus. It's like yeah. this. And, and what bothers me about it, what makes me feel like it plays into how California really isn't as liberal as it claims is what do we know about coronavirus? It's killing black and brown people predominantly. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah they're getting hit the hardest. And if you ask any, like I bet every one of those fucking comedians who decided it was cool to go out and do live comedy again, I bet every one of those motherfuckers posted black lives matter. Oh, for sure. On their Facebook page or their Instagram when the protests were happening. And it's like, but Adam, that's fine. Cause it's when it's performative, it's one thing. And then when it's real life, it's something else. They're disconnected. Don't you know that? That's that's so frustrating. How dare you try to connect the two? How dare you? Honestly, that's gaslighting, sir. That's a good point. You got me there. <laughs> you got me there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm sassy today. I'm fucking sassy. Well, I, I also, there's we all are. Go that's, on. I, I I think I might have said this on like every every podcast about L.A., but L.A. is deeply segregated. And no one really acknowledges that, dude. Like dude. it's this, it's this open, open secret that's like 
I, I don't understand how people aren't more upset and active about trying to change that about the city because it's huge. LA County is like the size of, uh, you know, what is it? The size of a uh, hundred uh, Colorado's. I don't know, uh, but it's huge. It's, it's uh, 4 billion miles yeah. in radius. Mm-hmm. And, and it's uh, all so these, segregated. It's deeply, it's very segregated and no one, no one talks about that. Yeah. I, I've, I've only had, I, I don't know how many, I, I, I could probably count how many times I've had conversations with people who've acknowledged it, which is very few, but no one, no one protests that, that I'm aware of that's outside of communities that are, that are hurt by that. Um, and there's, there's proof of it everywhere. I mean, you watch, uh, just watch like, you know, LA 92 it's, and yeah, you can it's see the, exactly how. Yeah. I moved to it, Minneapolis. Go ahead. I, I moved to Minneapolis this year and immediately like, within two weeks, it was apparent to me. I'm like, oh, wow. I was living in a segregated city for 13 years. Oh, yeah. Because I, I'm seeing way more people of color yeah. in like a day than I oh. would in a year in LA, not counting like, you know, I think another thing is too, is when you're, if you're in like comedy or uh, the entertainment industry in a way where it's like you, you are coming across maybe more uh, diverse groups of people than if you just, I don't know, we're working in whatever, you know, in your neighborhood or something like, like it's yeah. easy for people to be like, well, I'm not part of the segregation. You know what I mean? Like they're like, they're, well, I've got these friends and I see yeah. them and it's okay then. Cause they're yeah. not engaging with what the city actually is. I, am I yeah, high? I might just be high. And I get that sometimes it just plays out that way. Like sometimes groups of people migrate and settle places. I lived in South Dakota and let me tell you, I think I saw one Asian person the entire time, but go to Minneapolis and there's this huge Hmong population and it's very diverse, but also go to South Dakota. There's a huge population. Yeah. And in South Dakota too, there's a big Somali population, a big Ethiopian population because they have these like uh, sister city programs with Mm -hmm. countries where they like bring in refugees and shit. And like, you're right. L.A. is like it was built to be segregated and we've just yeah. like decided that's fine. Well, so and then a, like a lot of these, you know, people, a lot of these like white liberal people, then they're not seeing the devastation in their communities because it's in another community. You know what I mean? Like because it's so segregated. So they're just like, well, you know, it's I'm not seeing these. I'm not seeing, you know, full hospitals. And it's like, well, you're also not going to the fucking hospital. But I don't know. It's it's weird because a lot of these people are the same people, like yeah. industry professionals who like are either you know have generational wealth or just happen to get lucky and get a cushy job that pays for nice things. And these are the people that can afford to stay home. You know what I mean? And they're right. the people that are getting on social media and being super fucking preachy about shit. And it's also like you don't you don't have to worry about it. You know what I mean? And I'm I, I'm myself included. I don't really have to worry about it. Right? I still got it somehow, but I don't. Like I'm mansion not, party. I'm not in danger of being yeah, mansion party. I shouldn't have gone to that I shouldn't Paisley. have gone to that Halloween orgy. I mean it was Paisley Park. How do you pass that <laughs> up? You're right. Exactly. Um uh, uh, And he got the Rona from Prince. I've I fucked seven Prince impersonators <laughs> at once. Um I thought it was really Prince when you sent me the videos. <laughs> I really well yeah well because the one you got l- looked a lot like it's uncanny <laughs> yeah yeah um no it's but it's 
I forgot where I was going. Now. <laughs> Why? They don't they're not seeing these the, the 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 shit. They're not like despite the fact that like sweeps are being are super widely publicized and people are being fucking evicted. <laughs> I don't give a shit what Gavin Newsom says. People are being evicted. Like to have all of they're not seeing this going on and they don't have to fucking worry about it. So they're also not holding leadership accountable and they're just scolding everybody else. It's the same thing as like recycling or voting. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. doesn't until the people who actually have some power over this shit fucking do something about it. It's not going to matter what the rest of us do. And Gavin Newsom is a great example of mm-hmm. people doing a whole lot of scolding. And then when no one's looking, they're violating restrictions, too. He went to dinner at French Laundry, which one, why was French Laundry open for inside dining? Are they that fucking special? And yeah, they're essential. Didn't you know? Yeah. And like. Two, like, don't get on TV and tell people how mandatory it is that you not gather in small groups and then go gather in a small group. Like, that is terrible. Like, that's Trump shit. Well, that here's the thing. It's it's not it's it's politician shit because yeah. uh, Denver's mayor, who's also a Democrat, uh, Hancock, did the same fucking thing where he would like, he posted this whole thing about Denver, stay home. Don't go anywhere for the holidays. And then flew to fucking Texas for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like 20 minutes after. Like, I think you probably tweeted from the plane. And, and it's ha- just hypocr- hip- hypocrisy. And, like, another thing that happened related to coronavirus in California that we saw early on, this was more in San Francisco, but I'm sure it happened here, too. But they, they were putting out restrictions and were like, all right, everyone stay six feet apart, wear a mask. And uh, people were like, well, what about homeless people? And the response was, oh, yeah, we're still going to snatch their tents and throw them in the river. And, and they're like, still doing that in L.A. LAP yeah. is doing that all the fucking time. And Eric Gar- 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 Garcetti is not doing shit to stop it. Eric Garcetti is a movie villain. Dude, Eric, seriously, I, I, I really got to be careful about what I say <laughs> right now, because like I it, it astonishes me that nobody's beaten him to death. <laughs> Jesus. Like, it astonishes me. I'm not saying anyone should, but seriously, <laughs> fuck that guy. He's a monster. He should be in prison. The other thing I do want to talk about when it comes to COVID is these mansion parties. <laughs> like, that is also what is going to keep coronavirus in California for the rest of our lives. And it's the same thing. I feel like that's like these fucking Instagram Kylie Jenner types who would love for you to believe that they are so woke whenever the spotlight is on everyone to be woke. And then once no one's looking, it's time to hit this mansion party. Yeah. And it's like, fucking stop. Like you fucking assholes. Cause again, it's a culture of the rules don't apply to me, but it's everyone thinking the rules don't apply to them on every tier micro influencers all the way up to like a-list celebrities all the way up to the governor and the fucking mayor the entire attitude all the way down that all the way up that ladder is well the rules don't apply to me you guys all have to follow these rules but i i'm the exception yeah yeah it's like that leads to like 12 people wearing masks in los angeles and everyone else being like fuck it and then and then people going well why aren't you wearing your masks and and then being like, well, yeah. you're not. Well, but I'm the. You're not the exception. I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Eric Garcetti makes a good segue into the other thing that I think makes Los Angeles in particular, like particularly not liberal, which is the fucking LAPD. Dude, 
Sixteen percent of the city's total budget goes to the LAPD, which amounts to I think it's one point zero nine billion dollars. And these motherfuckers have the gall to be upset that people want to reduce that budget by one hundred and fifty million. They're like, all right, you're all going to get shot dead in the streets every day. Well, like, that's the thing is there. It's a protection racket. Yeah. And the whole thing is like, they're an organized crime syndicate. They really are. <laughs> like, like they're the fucking mafia. That's what the LAPD. I mean, it, sheriff's department too. I don't know if you like the, they were running a fucking straight up like white supremacist prison gang, but like, yeah, they're, they're, they're an organized crime syndicate basically extorting everyone for $1 billion a year. But yeah, the LAPD is also a big part of the reason why LA is as segregated as it is. Because L.A. put these housing rules in place back in like the 40s, 50s, something like that. Randall referenced the L.A. 92 documentary, and it comes up a whole lot in that. But they put these housing rules in place where you could only rent to black people in one certain part of L.A., which is what we now know as South Central Los Angeles. And who do you think fucking enforced that? Who do you think kept black people in that area? It was the LAPD. Like, Mm -hmm. the things we're seeing with police nationwide kind of started with the LAPD and just sort of spread across the country like so many other terrible things have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, it's it's hard to tell how much of that started with the LAPD because it feels like it started with the kind of the South in general, where you have this idea of the police being sort of like, wranglers and and uh basically they're not it's the opposite of what their their mantra is which is like serve and protect and all that stuff that's a sort of a facade and it's really about keeping people in line which is a lot more like what you're talking about andy which is like a sort of uh you know a a mafia or a uh gang type situation and uh, uh i i feel like that's permeated through about, you know, I want to say half the country, but it could just be the entire country. I don't know, because I'm obviously, like, you know, I'm not uh, uh, privy to all of that. But, yeah, this goes, uh, in in L.A. in particular, this goes uh, very far back. And it's, you know, we're talking segregation from the 50s uh, and obviously prior to that. And now it's it's it still exists, and they keep changing the name of, of South LA and trying to, to kind of mask this problem to the, to any outside communities. But it, it, it's very apparent to anyone who's, who's lived in South LA. And I, I know people who've grown up there and, and I mean, you know, there's nothing inherently liberal about the, the police force or the, the government or anything about Los Angeles. I, I, I don't know where the, I, I'm curious where, like I said, like I, I, I'm speculating where that myth is coming from. But yeah, I don't, I don't think if you look at the history, it's just not there. I don't think there's a myth that the LAPD itself is liberal. I, I, what I'm more getting at is you can't really call yourself a liberal state and also give the LAPD a billion dollars every yeah. year. Like, yeah, yeah I th- well, I think that the, there's this idea that the LAPD, in a lot of ways, is like some kind of Ex- again, an exception <laughs> to the rule of the liberal era. The yeah. idea is that, like, we we live in liberal Los Angeles, but LAPD, no, not they're the bad guys, and as if they're separate and not like a deeply baked in part of the city. 
You know, like that's the thing is that like police forces all over, especially in like, you know, Gazelleshaft style, you know, metropolitan areas that have like political power hierarchies and stuff like are always there to protect the property of the wealthy. It's 100% police are the wall between the rich and the poor. It's to keep the poor from eating the rich. Um, but then they, in places like L.A. especially, have evolved to this point where they're, they're actually a political entity. Like, the L.A. police, the, the police union, like, just <laughs> is insanely powerful. And just yeah. generations and generations of, like, politicians just kind of, you know, bowing to the power of the police union and just giving them whatever they want without any kind of, like, accountability or, like, drawing any lines in the sand or anything. Just, like, no boundaries. Just, like, yeah, you guys will give you whatever you want. Because then we can claim to be both liberal and tough on crime, because that's important, or whatever. It's weird, because, like, you're saying that creating that wall between the, the wealthy and the poor, but it's gotten so... Because everything's so separated and segregated and all this stuff... You have people literally like it's it's like uh, um, between enforcing laws against homelessness, which they're trying to to roll back. But it's just uh, devastating that they're 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 targeting like they're basically there to maintain status quo, but not really help anyone. Mm -hmm. It doesn't it doesn't it doesn't really progress anything. It's it's a, a, a very temporary solution, which is to just displace everyone yeah if they're quote-unquote outside of their area which is like you know with the with the mounting homelessness it's like where where do you where are these people supposed to go well yeah uh, but that, that's the thing is and then there's there's just levels of this displacement that this entity is expected to carry out where it's like okay we displace them from yeah. their homes we displace them from a community where they can have power into these you know whatever pockets and then from there we displace them from their homes into the street and then from there we displace them from the street into correctional facilities into prisons and then from there they just die yeah like that's really all it is. It's about just just funneling everybody into prisons where they can be free labor. Yeah, that's yeah. But it's crazy how like even when you we talk about the separation of the city, there's even homeless communities, mm -hmm. and that's that seems inherently wrong for a city that has so much money. Uh, the fifth fifth to, largest to, economy to, in the world, right? Is Cal California's the fifth yeah, largest right. economy? And we have the these sixth. And we're we're supposed to we're supposed to basically just tell homeless people ah just fuck off to Skid Row or whatever one of these mm -hmm. one of these other you know shanty town bullshit places or whatever and it's like you know if you see those places like they they do their best to to help people but it's impossible to really sustain the level of 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 help that's needed when the city doesn't even acknowledge it it's just like ah whatever. And the idea of the idea of helping the homeless in L.A. is a fringe, crazy idea that's supported by very little uh, financial backing. And that's kind of haunting yeah. when you think about when you look at the larger scope of the budget of the city. Like like if you br uh, the actual breakdown of the police budget, they claim that it takes for field patrol alone, it takes over eight hundred and seventy one million dollars for salaries equipment and other expenses uh and and that's more than uh specialized investigation um you know and all these other areas that i'm looking at on the on the budget right now i mean it's like it, it, that's an insane amount of money and and zero of that like they, they want to allocate funds to 
to helping people on the street in any way that they can and changing just a little bit of that, just a, a fraction and everyone's flipping out. Like yeah. we're saying that there should be complete chaos and lawlessness. And it's like, are, do, you, do you look at, have you seen the budget? Have you seen where all of our money's going? It's not going to help <laughs> anyone in our community. We're paying, we're paying for this shit. And it's like, it, what are you talking about? It's not, you know, the police aren't helping anyone right now. No. It's, just, it's crazy to me. I don't know what, yeah, I, having... I don't even know if you looked right now at the, the pandemic and the everything that's going on, how much the police are really doing to help mitigate this problem. Having like, the not... police deal with homeless people in any way <laughs> right. is just a fucking recipe for disaster. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I have the homeless crisis next on the list. And like, yeah, you can't call yourself. Oh, we're the, if we were our own country, we'd be the fifth biggest economy. It's like, well, we got like, what, 20,000 homeless people? That's in the big scheme of things. That yeah. feels like a fixable problem. Because like, I know we have apartment buildings just fucking sitting empty. Oh, and like, that's, they're still, that's, they were, they're still building luxury condos in the pandemic. Like they were still like, tearing down old buildings and putting up new houses or new apartment buildings and condos that no one can afford. Who's moving in there? No, no, everyone's leaving LA. Nobody can afford to live there anymore, <laughs> but they're still yeah. building these gigantic yeah. apartment buildings that no, that are going to just sit there fucking empty. And if, if you have any illusions that California is super duper liberal, sign up for a next door account in Dude. like Burbank. <laughs> and read the posts from people when a homeless person decides to sleep in their neighborhood. Oh yeah. man. Like it's, it's like the purge. People are like, can't we just kill them? Like, can't, can, can we just murder them? Like we could just do that. Right. No one will miss him. Right. I have a gun. Cause I bought one at one of the seven gun stores on Magnolia Boulevard. I can just use it. Oh, to Jesus Christ. I can just use it to shoot this homeless guy outside my building, right? Like no one's gonna care, right? It's okay. I voted blue. I vote. I I voted. I I hear you. I feel you. I see you. I voted blue. I'm gonna kill this homeless guy because um he's not even really bothering me. I just don't like looking at him because it makes me sad. Well, he's sleeping on my lawn and I'm standing right. my ground. Yeah. And I have fine. to jog. Yeah. Like, I, it's, the it's, only it's, way it, I can listen. To the L.A. podcast is if I'm jogging, I need to jog, and he's there. I can't jog when he's there because it makes me sad, so I can kill him, right? I voted blue! <laughs> Do you know that's who a, I am? That's a perfect summary. <laughs> um, I was going to say, it's, uh, 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 it's um, hey, where, where did my... I'm uh, sorry, I, I, idea I, I go lost here. myself. I forgot what I was talking about. No, I, I was so caught up in your in your perfect uh, satirization of of an uh, LA person. <laughs> um, but uh, well, I'll just say uh, one time I I will uh, uh, maybe add a little levity here. Um, there was a homeless guy on my street, 
and uh, um, you killed and naturally him. I killed him. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. and no one, no one did anything. So that's weird. But uh, no, uh, well, he, there you go. He, Precedent he, set. Actually, I thought. I saw he was sleeping on someone's lawn, but I actually couldn't tell if he was alive or not because he was so it didn't look like he was breathing and he was just sprawled out on the lawn. And I, I got worried because I was like, this guy looks like he might be dead or something. And I, I called I, I didn't I, I don't know if I called 911. I just called. I think I, I may have and been like, I think a guy might be dead on this lawn and I don't know what's going on here. And they sent a fire truck over and. Right when the fire truck showed up, and they, you know, they're they're very loud. They got the the horns going and all that stuff. You know, the old horns, the old fire horns. Yeah, yeah. The, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's uh, just the it's yeah. I, and and <laughs> he sprang. He just immediately sprang to 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 life, and was panicked by all of these firemen that were that were coming out. And I felt so terrible because I didn't realize it was just a guy taking a nap. Uh, because he looked like he died, and uh, and and that's an example of how homelessness in L.A. is impossible to deal with. Because uh, I I accidentally victimized a homeless person. <laughs> yeah, I I always love it my when point. a homeless person, like in L.A., especially on like Laurel Canyon or something, like crosses in the middle of a street, like not at an intersection, to just make all of the cars stop. And just take their time. Why? It's like it's just like it's the last bit of protest, you know. Yeah. And it's it's yeah. like my favorite one of my favorite things to see in L.A. I mean, it, obviously, it's sad because it's like this is. You know what? I don't like it. I'm I'm against it. Andy likes homelessness. You said, you said but you just liked for it, his though. entertainment. <laughs> no. Well, that's the right. thing, right? Like we can't. Sounds like you guys. We can't actually do anything pragmatically to fix homelessness in Los Angeles because then where would eighty-five percent of the stand-ups get their material? Oh, that's a good point. Like, go to any comedy show oh, or God. open mic. You are guaranteed to hear at least seven times. So this homeless guy the other day said blank, and that's you can't lose that because then that's. All of L.A. comedy is like, you know, we, we talk about how different scenes and different cities have different like cultural kind of styles. That's L.A.'s. L.A.'s com like New York's comedy. What is it? Pizza or something? Chicago's comedy. Rats. An another, <laughs> another kind of pizza. Also uh, rats. Seattle comedy. Everyone's depressed. Uh, Seagulls. Texas comedy. Everyone's racist. Uh, <laughs> Denver comedy. Everyone's high. <laughs> like these are the themes. L.A. comedy is look at this homeless guy. What a fucking weirdo, right? Yeah, it's it's look at this homeless guy. And also, I got three parking tickets last week, and I'm really depressed. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Oh, like, and, no, and here's no, an anecdote not. about yeah. the commercial I auditioned for yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say it's really indicative of I, I think I I judge people harshly by how they talk about the homeless as well, and if someone says I saw a homeless, <laughs> oh god, like they're a different species, it's, yeah, that's so fucked. Yeah, up. yeah, like that is exactly that is the worst thing I've ever heard. Like it's so dehumanizing and and sc just scary to me thinking like I think that person's like a sociopath. Yeah. Thinking like you have no, are, are do you seriously just de like take away the humanity of a person on but the Randall, street? But Randall, I meant it ironically. Uh, <laughs> it's ironic, <laughs> so it's okay. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you want to see how liberal even the LA comedy scene is, let a homeless person show up to a comedy show. Oh man, they will kick a homeless person out before a sexual assaultist 
any day of the week. They'll kick out a black woman upset about a sexual assault or being on the show before they kick out the sexual assaulter from the show. Correct. That too. Ding, ding, ding. Hot tub, anyone? At the Virgil. Great show. Great show. No one's going to say anything because they could help my career. Well, that's the thing, too. When all the Louis C.K. stuff finally, like, became a thing, comedy was like, oh, we did it. And it's like, no, the New York Times did it. No, literally everyone knew about this. Do you remember Megan Keister being basically threatened off the red carpet at JFL because she was trying to talk about it? That's exactly what I was going to bring up. And who, like, name one comic who was like, well, I'm not doing Just for Laughs now. Zero. Zero. Like, that would never, ever, ever happen. Yeah. Like, ugh. I didn't do just for laughs. I I, I protested. I was like, I'm not going to perform. I withdrew my submission. Yeah, I bailed on it, too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) One Uh, thing I wanted to bring up in regards to homelessness and California is, like, people talk about, oh, like, no Republican's going to win in California. That's been the case for, like, 14 years, which is not a long time. Like, like we haven't been a blue state forever. And I would remind you that before that, no, not only were we electing a lot of Republicans, we made Ronald Reagan our fucking governor. Yep. And Ronald Reagan, I'm telling you, go watch the Showtime documentary about the Reagans. It is a four-part documentary, and it makes it really clear that Ronald Reagan was basically the prototype for Trump. Dude, li- seriously, literally, listen to any... Literally, watch, oh, yeah. watch literally anything or listen to any podcast about Reagan. Everything Trump did, there is precedent for in Ronald Reagan's administration. And in, in Reagan's case, sometimes it yes. was worse. Yeah, yeah. Well, like again, a, what we're about to talk about. Yeah, well, like the deinstitutionalization is the thing that I think probably caused the homelessness problem in California. It's it straight up. Yeah. Time. It's straight. I remember being that was a kid. Devastating. In, yeah. In, I remember being in middle school and learning about that and having like one of our teachers be like, "Yeah, so homelessness is Reagan. He did it. <laughs> like he made yeah. that. He conjured like, that demon. And like California was cool with it. Like we were like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. And like that's it's one thing to say, oh yeah, well Reagan caused that, but Reagan was our governor in the seventies. Mm-hmm. And we've had so much time to fix, as, the, yeah. as the fifth largest economy in the world to set that example and be like, oh, we figured it out. We like, mm-hmm. you know what we did? We just built houses and like put people in them and like rehabilitated their lives and it fucking worked out. And like what's frustrating yeah. about it is California is like the McDonald's of states <laughs> when there's a scandal in fast food. If McDonald's fixes it, everyone else is going to fix it because they all want to be McDonald's. Yeah. And if McDonald's doesn't fix it, everyone else is going to be like, well, McDonald's isn't fixing it. Why the fuck should we? California is that state. If California at some point had been like, all right, we figured it out. We, this is this is how you fix homelessness. That's a thing that could have permeated across the country. And instead, deinstitutionalization just permeated the country when Reagan became president. Yeah, they well they just said like it's like a hairstyle in LA in you know in the 80s. Everyone in the rest of the country starts rocking it in the 90s. Like exactly. it's, it's just like, oh, you it worked for them, so we're going to do it. Well, we'll, LA likes homelessness. We'll bring it to the country. We'll we'll all try it now. 
just to be fair, ho- homeless was a hairstyle in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. Uh, can you cut out the pause before everybody laughed? The five minute just gap. <laughs> no, I'm actually I'm going to make it longer. Uh, actually, make it yeah. sound like that joke landed. Yeah. Well, that's the. Th- I mean, that's the thing, right? That's so that's so <laughs> fucked up about it is that like, yeah, we've had decades. There have been decades now for any of the so-called liberal democratic politicians that we've elected. You know, even Schwarzenegger, who is a Republican, but everybody fucking can't stop sucking his dick for some reason. Like, because he rides a bicycle now, man. Yeah, well, he wanted he put up solar panels. It's all good. He put up solar panels on all the roofs in the nine oh nine or something, so everyone loves it. Yeah, like shout out to the nine oh nine. It's just, it's just like we we've had. I mean, whatever. It's all it's all a fucking show. Diane Feinstein put up a fucking Confederate flag outside the state house in the in the goddamn eighties, like. They're all monsters. We had Meg Whitman. Meg, yep. Remember Meg Whitman's campaign in 2008? What a fucking joke that was. What a joke. And everyone was like, get the... F- no, no fucking way. We'd rather have Jerry fucking Brown again than this shit. And what happens? She goes on and founds, like, what, Quibi? Yeah, I wasn't here in 2008. she gets to speak at the fucking DNC? It's garbage. Yeah. Hey, speaking of yeah. elections... But Quibi was great, though. That's... <laughs> yeah, Quibi. I think we can all agree Quibi was fantastic. Oh man, perfect timing right when everybody Thankfully wants that. uh like it was it, a, a platform for sh- specifically to stream content while you commute hits right before no one commutes anymore. Yeah. I feel like if people were still Beautiful. commuting, Quibi would have actually worked. It would I mean, I think it would have died eventually still, but it would have taken a lot longer. Yeah. Uh but we were just talking about elections and that leads me to the last thing i want to talk about which is i think the 2020 elections kind of prove california isn't quite as liberal as we want it to be uh case in point well just case in point in general in terms of california not being (laughs) that liberal we banned affirmative action in 1996 and this year with all this progressive momentum behind us we were like fuck it let's take on that affirmative action ban and get that repealed and nope nope people of california were like nah you know what we 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 like not having affirmative action but what we do want is we want we want like silicon valley like tech billionaires to be able to write laws that's what we're into we want it right. so we want we want it so that Lyft and Uber and Postmates and all these other um you know fucking cyber villains uh can basically undermine the entire notion of employment in our state and just treat everyone like an indentured servant. That's what we want cuz we're California. We did vote for that. And now they are trying to take they that's a thing like because they won. They're like shit. We're going to take this to other states, baby. Yep. And yeah, now tech bros will be writing your employment laws pretty soon. And you have California to thank for that. And I think you should thank us. Yeah, you're welcome, everyone. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that passed, which I didn't think it was going to. Like, there was so much momentum against it, it seemed. But it it feels like, in retrospect, like it was kind of a snakes on a plane thing Mm -hmm. where it felt like there was a lot of internet momentum going toward it. And then when it happens, people are like, no, I don't give a shit. Yeah, well, that's kind of how Prop 8 was, too, if I remember correctly. Although Prop 8, I think a lot of it was because the wording of the ballot measure was so insidious and fucked up. I do think there were a lot of people that 
meant to vote the correct way on Prop 8, but because well, like tell, they, they tell people people most people listening to this are not from California. Oh uh, well, yeah. Tell them what Prop 8 is first. So Prop 8 is was the was the ballot measure in 2008 to I believe it was for an amendment of the state constitution, right? To to protect uh, marriage equality, so that right, you know, you couldn't outlaw same sex marriage or you know marriage that's outside of between a cis man cis woman, right? Uh, that it was, but it was a it was a law pushed. Uh, no, 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 it was the opposite of that. That's the whole thing. Is the wording of it was so fucked up. And I think it threw, well, the, the it law repeat it, it like overturned gay marriage. In yeah, California. yeah, it was it was yeah, it was to overturn marriage equality. It was to not protect it. It was to do the opposite. Overturn the legalization, the, the legalization of, of, of it. Marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and but it was one of those things like the Mormon church was huge behind it. Like it was basically right. It was the Mormon church's law. Right. Uh, and but it was one of those things where like people were like, oh, oh, it's the you know, people think in ballot initiatives of okay what's the core issue it, give me like a proper noun or like a, a tiny phrase that's the core issue of this ballot measure and then yes or no and i think a lot of people got tricked into the way of thinking of prop eight oh that's gay marriage well i'm for it so i'll vote yes and the yes on eight campaign was super insidious because it was all like pictures it was like children's drawings of families and said yes on eight without any other messaging so right. people got conned by it, I think, more than anything else. Um, but there also was a good amount of people that knew exactly how they were voting on that and oh, still considered themselves liberals and shit, you know, but were voting against marriage equality. Um, because, yeah, like I think you said this before we started recording, but a lot of the, the talk that year was wh- who has more power, the black community or the gay community? And it was just like, wh- what? Why? What? <laughs> Why are we putting them against each other in like a weird street fight situation. I mean, that's what we do as a country. Yeah. We pit people against each other. Uh, yeah. We also kind of voted against rent control in California. Yeah. This yeah, election. Well, and, and the, was the public banking one too got defeated. Well, that was like yeah. two years ago. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Rent control surprised me because it like, it is <laughs> shockingly expensive to live in most Parts like especially in Los Angeles, but that's also again like everyone in the city council is a fucking landlord, and all the people in power in LA, like even you know our, our landowners, they're all landlords. It's all like people own. Mul- that's how so many people there make their living. It's just by owning property and charging way too much for it. Yeah. So like, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of people that it's like I think it's like the same people voted on that the same way that the Oscars are voted on. <laughs> where, <laughs> Yeah, they just they sent out screeners ahead of time yeah. and <laughs> things like that. Well, good points all around, gentlemen. Andy, what did you think about the cash bail thing? Like, yeah, you weren't here to vote. No, so well, that's the thing is, LA. I, right? I vote. I moved to Minneapolis, and I was like so gung ho to get registered in Minneapolis because the uh, the defunding the police measure was supposed to be on the ballot, and then there was a real sneaky move, and they pulled it off the ballot. So, you know, I mean, I guess my vote, you know, my vote for Omar and my vote for Biden counted, whatever. Uh, but I was really excited to vote on that specific thing and they took it off. So then I didn't yeah. get to vote on all the shit in L.A. that that everybody fucked up, I guess. And the cash bail thing. Yeah, I wasn't as familiar with it as the as the Uber Lyft uh, prop or the uh, uh, 
the rent control or the affirmative action one, but uh, don't know. Isn't this already being corrected though? Because isn't the new DA? Yeah. He, uh, one of the first things he did upon taking office was eliminate cash bail. Yeah. And I've seen some weird posts from friends mad at him for that. And it's like, these are people that like definitely participated in BLM marches and definitely like, you know, they consider themselves to be left of center or liberal or progressive in some way, but they don't like, they lack the context or awareness or whatever to really make the... Well, I think this is an example of people being a little too woke for their own good. Because what people were mad about is this initiative would have replaced cash bail with like an algorithm that would determine whether you have to pay bail or whether you can just leave on your own recognizance. And people were like, oh, but algorithms can, those can sometimes skew toward being prejudiced. So wait, were people trying to do the like like, cautionary minority report thing? Well, that's, no, that's. But here's the thing, because I feel like you might buy into it, too. No, I don't. <laughs> like, 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 yes, I get that algorithms can skew toward being prejudiced. But do you know what's 100 percent prejudiced all the time? The cash bail system. Yeah, absolutely. Like you're yeah. you're sitting here in your podcast tower thinking, well, no, I don't I don't want them to replace it with something that might be worse. And it's like. Tell that to the motherfucker who's about to spend a year in jail because they can't pay $500 bail. Like, it's not a pro, it, like, it's never going to be a problem if you have the money to pay bail, if you have parents who can pay your bail. Like, any of that, like, it's, it's so outside your realm of thinking. Like, I've yeah. been to jail. I've been to jail without having money to pay bail. Like, I was very young. Yeah, and very I was there poor. when that happened. And, <laughs> like, you can't apply that, oh, well, things might go a different way, so I don't want to vote for that. We'll just keep this horribly oppressive yeah, system yeah, in place yeah, yeah. until no, they you, come up with something no, you, you else. should tr- 100% try the other thing because we haven't tried it yet. Yeah. If we, if we experiment with this stuff and set a different precedent, that could really lead to a positive change throughout the entire country. And instead, we just completely cut it off before it could even happen. Although, thankfully, they're reconsidering it or whatever, whatever part of the process it's in right now with this new DA. But uh, the idea that everybody was like, "Well, I, I don't know, I don't, I'm not, I'm confused as to how you could really be firmly against something like that." And other, other than what you're talking about, just obliviousness, like, oh, well, it's not, ju- it doesn't affect just, me. They... But it's like, what if you're a tar- what if it, but it's like, what if you're a targeted minority, you end up in jail for some bullshit, and then you can't pay your, your bail or whatever? It's like, yeah, you don't know what it's like being in that guy's shoes or that woman's shoes or whoever. What, you're not even, that's not even on your radar. That's not even something you're considering. And then it's like, well, it, that doesn't affect me, so who gives a shit? Yeah. And this is our, our liberal community making this decision you know like that's yeah this one especially was like it was a lot uh, of presented as in the media i I don't even want to say consider themselves progressive Uh, in a lot of cases i consider them progressive but i also think a lot of progressives really overthought this cash bail thing and thought they were doing the right thing by voting against it which blows my fucking mind yeah well i think it's a lot too of the like 
you know, not to invoke Prop 8 again, but there was there were sides of it that were like, well, I agree with I do agree with the legalization of gay marriage, but I don't think we need an amendment for it. Or I don't think we need, you know, we don't need to define marriage as it. It can just be a civil union. And you get these people overthinking stuff and then they get tricked. And I think, yeah. yeah, I really do think it's like as as stupid as it is. But L.A. is this stupid of people being like, well, did you see Minority Report? Because that's what they're going to replace cash bail with. You know, like it's like it's yeah, it's this weird, like cautionary sci fi kind of thinking where it's like, did you guys ever read 1984? And it's like, yeah, I did. But also I live in the real world. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> I And that's the thing. I think. You know, in addition to nobody thinking they live in the fucking real world in that city, uh, at least people of privilege, of a certain amount of privilege. Again, this is the thing. I talk shit about L.A. all the time, but I also probably am really only talking shit about a small part of L.A. Because, like, you know, people that live in the in the segregated communities or the marginalized communities, like, who have been there their whole lives, that's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about these no. shithead fucking carpetbaggers that bought property in, like, 1969 and then have shitty fucking kids that become social media influencers for some reason who think the laws don't apply to them, and they don't ever have to worry about not affording cash bail because they have cash. So they get to break whatever laws they want as long as it's not too egregious and they've always got freedom. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. I think... <laughs> no. No, you're right, though, because it's a protection for the privileged class. It doesn't consider anyone outside of that. And that's a good point because it's like that's that's a huge problem with a city, with a county this big and so much going on. The idea that you could ignore anyone outside of your bubble... And there are these very small, very small bubbles that exist. Uh, and, you know, you can literally, I mean, we talk about, you know, you know, podcast towers, which all of us own our own podcast tower. That's how we do yeah, I've got, literally, I've got armed fine. guards you know, outside that's just my how podcast tower right now. I'm literally Right, exactly. So one. it's like, yeah. So it's like, I mean, we're not judging here, but uh, Adam's showing off his... His, uh, well, I don't want to see. I, I'm just seeing a he monitor. Has a better tower than I do. My tower is not that great. Yeah, you know? that's a that's a sweet pad. Like though. I, my tower is like an LA four, but a Minneapolis nine. You know. Well, I'm in an office. This isn't. <laughs> I don't live here. Anyway, go on. That doesn't. You've got a, like a giant uh, uh, communist flag behind you, though. I don't he know. It doesn't look like he an office. Anyway, whatever. Um, <laughs> Randall. Randall. My my can. My, my my connection is my connection is so <laughs> terrible. I can't tell if I'm just steamrolling somebody right now, or if everything like I don't know what's going. On. Anyway, but uh, yeah, you have these you have these tight knit communities, and uh, they don't consider anyone outside of that. And the problem is that the people outside of those communities make up the majority of L.A. And that's sadly represented by the influential, uh, active, and wildly out of control. Uh, groups of people who are like, who gives a shit? It does nothing applies to us. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Which again, I think is confused for liberalism. Uh, when in fact it's it's irresponsibility. Yeah. Well, and it's also um, if you if you and I'm not conflating those. I'm not. I, I just to be clear, I'm not conflating those two things. I don't think being liberal is being wildly irresponsible. I think it's being forward thinking, but uh, or at least ideally, that's what it's supposed to be. But that's not what LA is doing at all. There is no advancement being made. It is all, uh, it is all like you were saying. It's all performative, and then when it really comes down to it, it's like, oh well, you know, if yeah. it doesn't affect me, who gives a shit? It's also like the term liberal is kind of like everyone has their own definition for it in a lot of ways because it is like I, I, I as a leftist, 
uh, do not consider myself a liberal and do not like ascribe to like, li- liberalism has long to like, you know, socialist and anarchist uh, schools of thought. Liberalism has long been considered a bane, <laughs> a blight, uh, an enabler for things like fascism, uh, like liberal capitalism and economic neoliberalism specifically. Like, um, so it's like this idea, you know, I think, I think people know who we're talking. Yeah. About. We're, we're talking about, you know, the, you know, the shit, the, the shitheads. <laughs> and I want to say well, earlier I, too, like, I invoked, I brought up LA podcast who, by the way, has never done anything from what I understand. They're a great podcast and actually like politically they're, they're right. You know, like they're, they're, they're on they're they're challenging the city council and all this shit. So like, I should have probably said like, I don't know, wait, wait, don't tell me or some other fucking this American life. Maybe when I was doing my voice of the shitty LA liberal who wants to shoot a homeless guy la podcast is probably not the show he would be listening to yeah i mean they're probably not listening to this either no 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 i'm just saying like i'm not i'm not trying to start beef with la podcast oh i am okay we we probably should actually i need clout yeah yeah i mean it would be it would be good i don't know how else i'm gonna get clout all right randall brought a dog in which means we have reached the end of the podcast what's going on with this dog (laughs) huh he wants to be. What's, I think he wants to be on the show. He was really eyeballing this microphone. Oh, good into it. Now he's now now he's playing it cool. He's kind of like looking around, like yeah, whatever. Not that big of a deal. Yeah, he's being really but, really uh, chill now that he's on cam. Yeah, yeah. Gave a little wink there. All right, <laughs> no, good puppy. that was for that was the the visual portion of the of the podcast for the for the audience listening. So yeah, California is not as liberal as people make it out to be. That's all we're getting at. It's a a thing I've talked about. I think I've mentioned it on this podcast. I do a bit about it on stage, but it's just not. It's just not. And there's probably far more examples that we could go into. I mean, one being that all of Harvey Weinstein's transgressions that were covered up for decades and decades, a lot of those happened in California, in Los Angeles. That's the other thing we've, we've already, right, is that the industry protects the shitheads. You know, yeah. like it does, if somebody can help your career, you're not going to fucking call them out for being a monster. And so many, you know, celebrities, too, who just like posit themselves as woke and like pos- do the posturing are actual monsters. Like they are actual. They are all mon- like most of them are sociopathic narcissists or full on psychopaths or what have you. Uh, there's just a lot of that there. I I'm just saying, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. I should just say, yeah, yeah. You're right. Randall, say yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Hey, so we should wrap this up. LA is a bunch of fucking psychos. <laughs> uh, it really is. That's 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 totally right. And uh, to, by the way, just because I, I think this, this podcast might be coming off extremely cynical, uh, just to, to leave on this note, um, be more compassionate and aware of what's going on in your own fucking city. Because you can vote for a different president who's a piece of shit, and uh, you know get that get that person out of there. But you also need to pay attention to what's going on around you, and it doesn't take a lot to reach out and understand your 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 county and your city better. You can, I mean, even if you just passively Google some shit, you can at least get an idea of the history or the you know some some other way of life that's that's very different from yours uh it it, it experience is great but you don't even need that to have that 
level of compassion. So uh, fucking stop being a goddamn psycho <laughs> and well, vote for some shit that matters. Well, Jesus also, Christ. there's some good, you know, there are some good things going on in L.A. politics right now. Like we said, George, oh, yeah, George Gascon. Gascon. Well, that's Gas- the whole thing. The, for one Gascon, thing, this podcast yeah. isn't specifically about L.A. No. Like L.A. Not- just Gaston, came up yeah. a lot because we're here. And yeah, there's, I mean, I don't, like the name, the title of this podcast isn't everything about California is terrible. Like most things about California are terrible, but like, of course, there's there's lots of good things happening in California and in California politics. Yeah. And that's not what like I, I was just mad about how California and L.A. in particular are responding to coronavirus. Oh, yeah. And no, it just reminded me of this thing. It's so that shitty. That I talk about all the goddamn well, time. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. I mean, I, I, I do, too. The, the, the myth of the liberal California, um, it, is, it is something that needs to be busted, you know? It's, it's uh, but, uh, but yeah, the coronavirus thing, I mean, it's, it's inexcusable. It's unconscionable. Because it really is one of those things where it's like the rest of the country just needed one state or one city to fucking do the right thing and literally none of them did and someone listening to this might be like well cuomo in new york fuck you you're wrong he's a piece of shit uh (laughs) (laughs) nobody did the right thing (laughs) no city government or state government stepped up and did the right thing and and chose to to lead the way with 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 the response to coronavirus and as a result Every fucking place suffered. And L.A. was in a unique position, I think. I mean, the, Cal- the state of California in general, but also the city of L.A. specifically, was in a unique position to be able to be like, look, our entire industry is based on, you know, people getting together. Like, the live entertainment industry is huge there. The, f- the entertainment production is huge there. All of these other industries that depend on it are huge there. And it's like, we have the money to just pay everyone to stay the fuck home for a few months and do this correctly and they didn't do it yeah and i and i yeah and and that's what's i i'm with you on that like that's it's infuriating because it would they could have done it so easily they could have they could have canceled rent so easily it's just and like sure now is. now they're in a position where it's like you have to email or call eric garcetti's office to try and convince him to stop sweeping homeless encampments during yeah. a pandemic, like it's that's nuts. Yeah, it sure is. But hey, Nithya Raman won her election, so that's good. You know, yeah. that's a good thing. Maybe it'll get better. And there are people, you know, doing mutual aid shit in LA, and like free community refrigerators, and and people like pitching in and getting supplies and distributing them to the homeless, uh, to unhoused people. Uh, there is a lot of that stuff going on. It's just sad that it's like, man, if uh, the leadership of that state could get their fucking shit together and stop eating at French Laundry, like, yeah. you could actually mobilize this yeah. and, and, and set an example for the rest of the country. But they're not going to. And as a result, now L.A. has, like, what, the worst COVID in the country? They're, like, the center of the pandemic at the moment. I have a solution. I just thought about this. Mm -hmm. It works for everyone involved, I think. Uh, To stop the spread of COVID in Los Angeles, put homeless people in Airbnb party mansions. Ooh. So, right? Yes. Right. So now those mansions aren't getting rented out for phone parties. 
Instagram influencers and for the phone parties that I frequent so often. <laughs> and also homeless encampments aren't getting swept up because homeless people are now living in literal mansions. I'm into it. And I'm into it. Coronavirus probably goes away right away. Quick. Very quick. Yeah. I mean, it there'll be a vaccine through too, foam, so. so that's that's fine. Yeah, foam kills coronavirus. I don't I don't know if people even know that, but so that's, that's why that I went to the foam yeah. party. I was very, very worried right. I had it. At least that's what we thought at the time. That's what we were told. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was told. That's what it said on the flyer, and I'm very gullible. <laughs> so yeah. that's our so, yeah. episode. We should wrap it up. I got to go home and make turkey tacos. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. Um, do we have anything to plug before we get out of here? I will just tell you that this week is the next Unpops live Zoom comedy show, headlined by Randall Maynard's best friend, Connor McSpadden. I'll be hosting Jeff Mays on it, too. I haven't booked anyone else, so we'll get to that eventually. Tickets for that will be available at unpopscomedy.eventbrite.com. And uh, Randall, you got anything to plug? Uh, yeah, I've been getting uh, really into uh, hanging out with my dog. Uh, that's been great, and uh, I recommend it. Not my dog in particular, uh, but your own dog. If you decide to get one, you know, go rescue a dog and uh, oh, and, and just just chill because they're, they're awesome. Winter thanks you very much for the Christmas gift. She has already torn it apart. I mean, she got the bottle out, but I just put it back in and Excellent. resealed it and yeah. threw it back at her because she's a dumb dog. Like she'll wonderful, it's like a whole new toy to her again. Uh, that bottle of I love that out of context. I could just say I got your dog a bottle of rosé. <laughs> yeah. Randall got my dog a bottle of booze. What's a big deal? There's a picture of it on my Instagram. Go yeah. check it out. Do you have anything to plug? No, not at all. No, not at all. I, I look. We can talk about the fact that there's no episodes, <laughs> not new episodes of Ghoul School up, even though I <laughs> promised there would be. You got coronavirus. I got coronavirus. I'm still look. They're they're loaded. I got to hopefully in the next two days. <laughs> I don't know. I just I wanted to put them up before the end of the year, and now I don't know if I'm going to be able to. That is bearing down on us. I know it's in two, it's like I mean by the time well this is coming out tomorrow, right? Yeah. No, this the, it'll be the new year by the time. Oh shit! This okay, well comes out. Yeah, you know, maybe. Sorry, I don't know. I don't have anything to plug. I don't have anything <laughs> right. to plug at all except uh, nope. No, I got nothing. <laughs> all right, let's get out of here. Randall, say goodbye. Ran Hello, Randall. Randall, say goodbye. Yes. Huh? Oh, I can't. Okay. I did, my audio skipped. Uh, anyway, hey, you know what? Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Happy twenty twenty one. I guess. Andy, say goodbye. Uh, <laughs> Bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Bristol Street, bring a blood object to Bristol Street, I'm not